Hey. 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 Oh, man. Really exciting week this week. So exciting. We have so many surprises. So many so many things have happened. Uh, so many events have transpired. Yeah, really. This is point by point. It's a weekly conversation between me, Steve Carroll. And me, JP Kamara. Where we consider life's questions. Something, something, something. And spoil a movie. Oh, So man. we should probably get started, right? Probably. All right. Let's get this thing going. Yeah. Oh, you thought we were going to actually do theme music. <laughs> so sorry. So, so sorry. <laughs> Alright, so this probably has to be the longest running and worst gag in the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, that we can't get an intro down. Because the, the music gag, that's just, there's only one other time. Yeah, that's true. And it, like, almost sounded good until the little kid would, like, he's just carrying around, he's got, like, straps on his back, and he's got a tiny little steel drum, and he's just learning how to play, and he's just like, oh, I can get it on this. He got a new Christmas present, and he that's did. what it is. Steely drums. Oh, wow. We like dead on hit our opener though. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I feel like that's it. Right. Signing off. Yeah. We may as well just end this thing now. Yeah. Nothing good is going to come from this conversation. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, a lot of good stuff happened last week to you, I think. Right. Tell me all about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that we commonly get asked on our podcast is so often, what is it about? What? Right. Actually, what is is it? We do get that a lot. And generally, our response usually ends up being both of us sort of looking at each other, <laughs> hoping the other person will answer. Yeah. Because neither one of us generally knows what it's about. Right. I look at you a lot longer and then eventually you make something up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, I, hmm, I don't actually know what we do every week. Well, so we, we I think topic. we consider these questions. Yep. Something, something, something. It's a movie. movie. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've been trying to do is write down things that I've been consuming. Like my uh, org. he calls it his media diet. That's a good idea. Yeah. And yeah. he does this thing because he's been doing it for a while. What is that? Who is this? Kotke. Jason Kotke. He's a blogger. He's been blogging okay. for a long time. But I've been reading his blog for a very, almost as long as I've been using the internet. Oh. Uh, it's published on movable type. So super old school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, he does this thing where he, he basically does like a rundown of the, the medias that he's consumed, whether it's books, movies, music, um, different articles, like long form, short form, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he blogs a lot too. So you sort of get a feel for what he's consuming anyway. But like, this sure. is like things outside of that to where it's like, he's not going to write a whole blog post on like a book he's reading. Unless it's like... Yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, so he does this thing. I, I don't know what the cadence is, but it might be like every other week or monthly now that he's done it a couple times um, where he does just basically like a short summary and um, describes you know what it is, what it means to him, and he rates it and sort of defines that rating, um, why he gave it that. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've been, I've been trying to follow suit and do it. Um, the thing I always get hung up on is like process. I'm like, where on earth do I catalog these things? Cause like half of my reading is like 
physical prop physical like mediums half yeah like wow i read a lot of so the new yorker comes and when it comes it comes in force yeah and those magazines just pile it comes in fours yeah four issues at a time four issues at a time yeah it's like it's a lot of monthly um so yeah if i read an entire new yorker magazine that's that's my whole week (laughs) of reading uh but um, i just i mean like that's just not to derail it but yeah that's amazing to me. I think I read physical things that I read. I couldn't even tell you a physical thing I've read in the last like two weeks, aside from like the back of something that I picked up. I was just going to say nutrition labels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of nutrition labels, but yeah, no, I never read even like things I used to read physically, uh, like, you know, graphic novels or whatever. A lot of times I don't read very many, but like I'd read like a Japanese manga or whatever. Like all of it's free online. Is it <laughs> I really? mean, free. Oh, there's a ton of sites that just publish. The, they they like take the Japanese versions and they uh, dub them, not dub them. They translate them mm-hmm. and then just put them up online. Like everything's online. So even that, like I hardly ever buy anymore because wow. it's just like oh, it's all there. Yeah. So and you hope the translation's right, and not like some weird slasher fiction. Yeah. Or. Hey, why not get a little spice in your life sometimes? It's true. <laughs> wow, there's a lot more. Oh, this is the wrong site. Boy, why are there all these crayon drawings on top of the original drawing? <laughs> I don't remember them being so crudely naked. Oh, that's funny. Uh, why but yeah, pixelated. I like that idea though. Like rating, because I mean, like yeah. you're always consuming stuff and you're thinking about it. You're kind of like internally rating it in like a subtle, unconscious way or mm-hmm. subconscious way. And so to actually like do that and that also gives us something to talk about who dog yeah <laughs> plenty to talk about yeah we got tons but the the problem is that i've realized though is like over the past week or so i've read probably over 100 different things wow yeah it's a lot it was i i may not read a lot of books but i do actually read a lot mm. on the internet um things and like every day i get uh you know a, a daily two daily newsletters now one is every day yeah yeah that's the definition of daily thank you Uh, (laughs) wait a minute in addition to the blogs that i read that publish content daily yeah it's like you know i've got kotki daring fireball it's like the two that i definitely read every day and then there's uh next draft which is uh the week's most interesting or the day's most interesting stories Mm. in my inbox every day And then there's uh, a thing from the New York Times called stop? called Watcher. That's uh, it's a newsletter about things you should watch. Yeah. So yeah, it's like o- over the past week, I I read pr- at least a hundred articles on stuff. That's uh, a lot. And yeah, I was realizing like trying to catalog it. I was like, wow, this is actually maybe I should just write. And I read Derek Fireball this week, and I read Kotke <laughs> this week, and well, like so if you were gonna rate all of it. Does it, when you evaluate it, when you actually go like, hey, like I read a hundred things, how much of your time, I like how much of my time did I spend doing that and how much of it felt worthwhile in retrospect? You know, was all of, you look back on it and go like, man, I'm so glad I read a hundred things. Or is it like, man, I could read like 25 things very deeply and yeah. get more out of it than like the consumption train. Yeah, that's that true. Sounds like I mean, the, the things like, so I always read the full newsletter or the full blog post, right? Yeah. So, like, I always read the editorial of the person that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I click into the article and actually read the source material is another story. Oh, like a, like the blurb <clears throat> yeah. that they give you? I see. 
Yeah, so like I'm I'm definitely gonna read like why Jason finds something interesting. And if that like resonates enough with me, you know, I'll watch the YouTube video he posts about or I'll click into the article or I'll look at the like the photo gallery mm-hmm. for the person he's highlighting. Um otherwise, you know, I'll I'll sort of look at like his highlights and, and what he got out of it and I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's enough for me. Like I I got enough to be satisfied. I'm not like super interested in that topic, but I liked hearing what he found interesting about it. Sure. Um, and same with like John Gruber from daring fireball. It's like, yeah, I'm going to click into like all the Apple articles. Cause actually like his opinion and his insight is the whole reason why I read his website. Yeah. It's typically not for like the original article, unless they're doing like some interview with someone and I'm like, Oh, I really want to check out that interview. And I'm glad that he linked to it. Cause otherwise I wouldn't have found out about it. Right. How's he find out about it? People probably send him a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's got, like, watchers on all the different, like, news outlets. And, I mean, he's a, like, Apple Apple executives now, like, call him <laughs> like, to do interviews. To, about? Like, to interview them. Oh, to interview them. Yeah. They're like, hey, interview us. And he's like, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a giant fireball. Like, he gets, yeah. He's a very courageous fireball. Mm-hmm. Daring. A daring, even. Say. Daring. Huh. Yeah. They call it so. Wait, 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 wait. So they're like, "Hey, Apple gets in touch with him to please interview us." Yeah, or hey, is, we'd like or to be they... on your podcast. That's kind of interesting. Or hey, we'd like to come to your live show. We know you've got one happening at. Uh, he WWDC. does live shows. Oh, okay, like at conferences and yeah. stuff. Not like he doesn't do like he podcast tours. <laughs> no, he does like one live show every year. Feels like that'd be a pretty boring tour. I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it. I would go. Uh, I don't know. Usually, I guess, like, po- I mean, podcast tours are, I guess they're not new. Like They've been around for tour. a while. Yeah. Do but, people do people do speaking tours about, like, I've only ever gone to things that were either music shows, theater, mm-hmm. or, like, funny-ish podcasts. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, like, I saw Rob Bell. when when he, Whenever he does speaking tours, I go. But it's, it's generally, like, it's two hours of, like, rehearsed content. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's like it's the same every time. Whereas most podcasts, the format is you talk about what you we talk don't about get that them. week. Yeah. When I saw st- I saw stuff you should know like <clears throat> a few years ago, and yeah, it was it was like it, it always changed a little bit because you know the conversation changed and they would be a little bit of audience participation. But for the most part, yeah, it was rehearsed. They like knew what they were going to say, but it was they chose a topic that they thought would be interesting to say in front of people. Yeah, but, you know some of their episodes. Um, are like interesting to listen to, but wouldn't necessarily be like engaging or funny or you know surprising to an audience. But so they did that. But I just can't imagine like what when when you saw Rob Bell, like what did he talk about? Um, last time I saw him, it was I think for his Everything Is Spiritual tour mm-hmm. again. He like redid a lot of the stuff from the first, the very first tour that he'd done, and he goes through things from like quantum physics all the way through i don't know different uh like religious myths or poems and Mm. sort of connects things with you know uh i don't know connects the spiritual into like the everyday reality yeah experience that's cool i mean so it's kind of like a talk yeah yeah it's very much a talk and he's like does he involve the audience at all or is it just very much like you're going there just to hear his ideas you're going to hear him yeah Yeah. but he's one of those speakers to where like it's very clear that 
that is one of the reasons why he lives is to do that type of talk. Hmm. Like for him developing and putting together material to, to, you know, deliver on stage. It's like, yeah, he was born to do that. Oh, wow. Um, it's just good. Yeah. He did, uh, <clears throat> there's one and I, I wish I could find the audio from it. I had actually recorded it when I went to it, but it was, um, something along the lines of like how to survive a shipwreck. And he talked about failure. It was after his huge, like his big book came out called love wins. <laughs> You're going to say it was after the horrible shipwreck. He yeah. was in. No, no. It was after a, a book that he wrote called love wins that yeah. like everyone who read it, loved it and everyone else completely trashed it. Oh, wow. Um, wait, people who didn't read it, trashed it. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah, that's true. That's, I guess people do that with everything, but, um, but like he was, you know, invited on like on television to talk about it. He won like, time magazine like person of the year really that year yeah something like i think i think anyway it was something like that but he was on the cover of time magazine one month let's just say so anyway i'm just i'm just writing down some quotes most influential i think he he was like uh, time magazine most influential person ever i think so for that year but ever also also yeah okay so he was on the cover of time magazine and uh he he was invited to go on like television and do different appearances and so like he went he went on this one television interview where like he showed up and basically the the person was like went into it like all right yeah love your book we're buds blah 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 and then like as soon as the camera turned on like this guy flipped wow and like just yeah. and people were like whoa that was awesome i love flips and rob bell was like clapping and the whole yeah. crowd was yeah. getting into it no nope. and they're like nobody talked about the book at all it was weird a little gymnastic <laughs> there's a little circus event that yeah happened, and they brought out the clowns and <laughs> but then one of the clowns was like i hate your book Whoa. I live in the sewer. <laughs> I eat My name is It. That's I don't know how this movie works. <laughs> Give me children to eat, I guess. <laughs> is that what happens? Is that what I do? I have no idea. I don't know either. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I saw the one in the 80s, I think, but mm. I don't even remember. I think he was a giant spider. Oh, I think I ruined a movie. He's like a giant spider who lures children in and like, sucks their souls out or something. That uh, I literally have goosebumps because that sounds like the most terrifying thing in the world. What I remember from the movie... Clown in the sewer, kids maybe going into it. Don't remember that too much. Forest, clown is also there for some reason. And then I remember at the end, like, I feel like he was a giant spider. Ooh. But he looked kind of like a crab. It's a crab spider. Man. Anyways, spoiled a movie this week, everybody. Put that in your, your movie pipe and smoke it. Crazy. Yeah, hopefully the new movie is better than that. The, I hope so. The old one. So bad. anyway, the guy the guy like flipped on him and and basically tore him up, tore him yeah, a new one on uh in front of on live TV. And uh when when Rob did his next tour, How to Survive a Shipwreck, the tour completely bombed and like hardly anybody showed up. Whoa. He came to Providence like it was great cuz you know, it's like I don't know. I, we sat in the front row and, you know, got to like, How many people chat were with there? him afterwards. It seemed like it was pretty full, but like the general consensus was that like a lot of people were kind of like it was, it was, uh, yeah, a lot of people were very concerned, I guess, about like Is this guy going off the deep end. Is he like getting heretical what? on us? Oh, oh okay. <clears throat> yeah. Christian circles have this weird thing yeah. about like exclusivity yeah. of like, you know, we're in the boat. And anyone who's not in the boat doesn't get to be in the boat. Right. So are you in the boat or not? That's um, why you felt shipwrecked? Hey. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm just I, taking I a leap. So. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's just more my crappy metaphor. But um, <laughs> You're about to tell them mine. Yeah. It, it, it is like, it's one of those weird things of like, well, 
I mean, there's, there's only a certain number of people who are saved or who are in. And of right. course we're in, mm. it's like, well, all right. Yeah. Well, I've, I've never, I've never come across a religion where, uh, someone says, you know, yeah, this is a religion I believe in and these are the criteria for making it. And unfortunately I am not going to make <laughs> I it. I don't meet them. And I'm so bummed about it, but I hope you make it. Yeah. <laughs> hope you get your 10,000 virgins in the sky. That's right. Yeah. That was a good Beatles song. <laughs> uh, <was> Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Oasis. Yeah. You're my 10,000 virgins <laughs> in the sky. You're my 10,000 virgins in the sky. All right. Champagne supernova. In- <laughs> I, I'm not going to go anymore with that. Uh, this way, I, I feel like I don't totally under, like, I'm feeling like I, I, there was like a gap for me. Sure. That, that exists in your head that didn't, I think, get spoken, maybe, okay. where like, People loved his book or hated his book, mm. and then he did another tour, and he was doing great during that. And his tour okay, was so this, good. this book questioned whether or not, um, basically, basically the premise was: uh, Does love win in the end? Is that was the pr- first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love wins was right. about that. How to survive a shipwreck was how to deal with failure. Uh, okay, and people were like, "Nah, I don't want that." Well, after that, I think after that big people loving him release and and you know that happening man of the year time magazine yeah i think things you go into i don't know like like the trough sometimes Mm. like you have this huge cataclysmic thing and it puts you on the map and removes you from the map at the same time yeah yeah and there's like like the trough of sorrow that happens afterwards oh um poor abel i know right poor guy living in that trough living in that trough he's since escaped the trough Oh, that's good. He went on tour with Oprah and Elizabeth Gilbert. And, After that? Yeah, and uh, Deepak Chopra. Deepak. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's it's interesting, like, the, the will to, like, continue and to keep pushing through and doing the thing that you want to do and doing the thing that you love in spite of, like, going through something that's like, wow, this actually really sucks. Yeah, I know. Because, like, I mean, I certainly don't have any experience that intense but even like small things that happen to you you know like it feels really crappy when people are like nah i don't like your thing yeah it's like oh wow it's really bummer but like you're one person but when it's like a million people really don't like your thing like and like people protest you when you show up places oh imagine that yeah someone's holding up a sign with your name on it saying like jp kamara is terrible that happened to him why Mm. i guess everybody does that about everything too but in particular that makes sense uh, Welcome yeah. to the religion podcast. Yeah, this week's topic. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, I uh, part of me wants to be like, oh, whatever. Like <clears throat> you did so well, that propels you forward. Mm-hmm. But I can't even imagine how crappy if like it. It would be. I can't imagine it would be very easy to just give up. Yeah, because so many people don't like you. I mean, that happens to every famous person too. Like there are just tons of people that want to say horrible things about you, yeah. especially on the internet. Yep. So yeah, that's that is pretty impressive. To be well, and I think on. like at the end of the day too, that's like that's why the 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 process and being creative it has to be about the joy of making the thing. It can't. Yeah. It cannot be about the outcome. Right. Like it can't. It can't be about like is this going to be successful or am I going to you know make a ton of money doing this or yeah. it's like we have to do it because we enjoy it. Yeah. And this this is the episode afterwards. JP tells me. Hey man, I don't, really I don't know that I really enjoy it anymore. <laughs> the only thing I've ever liked about it is the intro music. 
And that's only been happening for two episodes. <laughs> the only thing I like is the steel drums. Where's that little kid? Oh, no, he's taken by it. Yeah. The spider clown. <clears throat> I almost tried to drop it back in, but... Oh, man, that would have been so good. That would have yeah. been perfect. It's not going to happen. You really killed it. Yeah, sorry. Nah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... I mean, that's true. The creative process needs to be what drives you forward. I mean, it's not, it's not for some people, though, right? Mm-mm. Some people keep going for the success and all that but i you know does it does it happen for them before or after the success i don't know oh Mm. we consider life's questions and we definitely don't answer them certainly do well i guess the question is would you uh would you rather be would um, you rather would you rather be satisfied in your craft yeah and no one knows i mean and live in relative obscurity or be famous for something you do and not love the thing that you do, but love the fame. So love the thing that you do and not be famous mm. or love the fame, but not the thing that you do. I'm so shallow. You want the fame. <laughs> oh my gosh. What does the fame get you? Well, so <laughs> it's not the shallowness and it's not people loving me. Like that part doesn't really, I mean, that would be nice, I guess, but mm. like I, it's not something I've ever really thought of. Uh, more so, it's the ability to the result of the fame and like making good money and being able to kind of do whatever I want. Okay, I guess is what. So what if I'll, what if the fame comes from like being terrible at something, like releasing <laughs> one of those YouTube videos, like being William Hung or the yeah. girl Rebecca Black who did Friday? Okay, no, that wouldn't be good because they didn't. They weren't actually successful though. I'm looking for the success in the. They're fame. famous. They are. I and actually looked up Rebecca fame. Black recently, yeah. and she did not have a good time after that song. People mm-hmm. really hated her a lot, and uh, I mean, for no reason. Internet's a terrible. Yeah, place. and she actually released music later on, and like it didn't do very well. And she kept trying to do it. I think she's like still going, but mm. yeah. And then William Hong, like, she banged. Did he's, he released the whole album? I know he's probably dead now. <laughs> he probably like OD'd or something. Oh like, man. <laughs> No, I'm sure he's alive and he has 18 kids. And or like Ken very Bone. Happy. Ken Bone. Remember Ken oh, Bone? Oh, man, I do remember Ken yeah. Bone. And then it turned out, mm, got some weird stuff going on, Ken Bone. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to defend Ken Bone, but <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. But he just, yeah, poor Ken Bone. But yeah, no, I don't want to be famous. Like, that's terrible. It's not, it's okay. not even like, <laughs> it's not even like, I don't love the thing I do. Because they did love the thing they were doing. Like, Rebecca Back loved making that music. Okay. I think. And William Hong, like, I guess maybe she didn't love the fame, the type of fame that she got. Yeah, exactly. She didn't like the result of it. Like when she was a kid, like wasn't it? Like her parents wanted her to like mm. make a song or something, and got a producer for like six thousand bucks, and he basically wrote all of it for her, and then had her do it. And I don't know the story, but we're definitely putting it in the show notes because I want to read about it this week. Yeah, too. well, that's one of your hundred articles. Yeah, you can put a media rating on it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure like she just like wanted to do it or her parents wanted to do it and they huh. paid this dude he made the music video he was like a producer who just made like tons of music and stuff that was the the guy like driving the car and he did like the i think he did a rap in the song maybe i've uh confession yeah you've never heard the song never heard the song never seen the movie the movie yeah there's a youtube video yeah but it's like i mean it's not a movie it's a never heard the song never video. seen the video <laughs> yeah. yeah the feature length film rebecca black <laughs> does friday yep Oh man, you've never Rebecca Black goes to Fridays. You've never heard that song? Nope. I know the chorus. I like. I, I mean, I had it as my ringtone for years. Did you? No. 
Well, I, I mean, like, I could, I could definitely see you screwing with people by having like it's Friday as a ringtone. Do you, do you know the chorus? It's like it's Friday, Friday. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> you really got this thing down pat, dude. Yeah. That's one of the. You never heard the bad lip sync for it? Nope. Or bad lip reading? Mm-mm. Where they do? It's like it's about like gang fights, gang fights. Like, have I ever told you that terrible music makes me uncomfortable? Like wildly anxious and and like. I can't tolerate it. Really? Yep. That's why I don't go to open mics or poetry readings. Same reason. Poetry readings are rough. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also don't even really know uh, what like a good poetry reading sounds like. I always feel uncomfortable for people doing poetry readings, even when I'm like, I think this is good, but I don't know. Right. Because it's like I don't I don't have a good metric for evaluating what quality poetry is, especially like spoken and stuff. Mm. And, like, when you hear people singing, at least if you don't really, like, appreciate the music necessarily, you can be like, okay, that person has a nice voice. But, like, when someone's doing poetry, it's just like, you're saying a bunch of words. I don't know if they're good. Let me let me break it down for you real quick. There's no good poetry. If someone mentions a type of fruit and a variety of moisture in the same poem, that is a bad poetry reading. A type of fruit yep. combined with a type of moisture. Type of moisture. <laughs> You trying to make some kind of uh, innuendo or something? What's going on? If here? someone says anything like "juicy peach," Ooh. yeah, rough, sweaty banana, <laughs> moist melon, you're right. <laughs> Condensating. How many? How many poetry readings have you been to? Uh, several. I go I, to the open fruit night. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I, I. I like to. Yeah, I was taking a lot of creative writing classes in college. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And they, they were doing, like, a lot of stuff like that? Mm. Uh, I, I mean, you'd, you'd always have a couple people in the class. Who loved doing poetry, who, yeah. No, no, who would do specifically that kind. I mean, I was I was specifically doing creative writing poetry. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I like writing. I like reading it. Um, but no, uh, not not for me to listen to bad poetry. Could, could you evaluate, like... Would you be able to go to something and be like, "Wow, that's good poetry. That was yeah. really good." Mm-hmm. Also, the same way you evaluate like good music. Well, but that's highly subjective, though, right? Like, I mean, what you consider good music, most of the time, I'm like, it's all right. Like, I don't, I don't hey. love it. Hey. Well, I'm not. I'm not listen, saying it's bad. There's no nobody music that's can listen bad, to Mbop and not like it. Okay, <laughs> that's why I've had as my ringtone for all these years. <laughs> that sweet mix of Mbop and It's Friday. Yeah, with a Death Cab for Cutie guitar riff underneath. I do love Death Cab for Cutie, actually. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's like super subjective. And so like, I mean, I guess anything like there's critics who are like, oh yeah, these are the good things and these are the bad mm-hmm. things. And these are the qualities that make anything good. So across all things. But now that you say music though, I'm like, if you apply that same thing to poetry as you would to music, where there are people who are like this music sucks, this music's great. And there's really like, are there critics of music that you could, that anybody would be like, yes, I definitely agree with you that objectively this is great music. I would have a hard time finding someone who would listen to Michael Jackson and say, this is terrible music. Sure. Right. Like, but they might be like, that's quality music, but I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess yeah. it's a difference. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to enjoy it to understand that it's quality. And so that's kind of the point you're making about poetry. I think so. Yeah. I mean like me listening to classical music, right. I can't identify for you. And maybe this is sort of the same analogy is I can't identify for you. Good classical music versus bad classical. music. Yeah. No way. Right. Because I don't know enough about co- composition, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like uh, an understanding of actually what makes classical music, what even defines classical music. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. So like it's instruments, right? I'm entirely lost in that. But if if you say you know if you ask me like is this a good pop song, right? Mm. I I can be pretty. I'm pretty good at. Yeah, there's some metrics for a pop song. Yeah, like do the lyrics make me feel awkward? Good pop song. (laughs) If not, probably a good pop song. No, Uh, does it stick into my head? Yeah. I mean, generally, like bad bad poetry tends to lean pretty heavily on cliches. It tends to talk about uh, fruit and varying degrees of moisture. <laughs> why? Why is um, this happening? <laughs> How many times? Is, like, I, I don't think I've ever heard creative poetry that even like talked about fruit. Mm-hmm. How are you getting all these people with the? You or I just I had a big moist fruit population. Big moist fruit fetish. Oh yeah, man, they love their moist fruits. Yeah, a lot of furries too. Yep. A lot of furry fruit, oh. mm. moldy fruit, moldy fruit. I, I can't. <laughs> just moist fruit. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and her blackberries, carrot patches of black mold, <sighs> making them blacker. Black is my heart. All right. Well, that's yeah. My heart is black. Keep going, Rebecca Black. This is oh, a it's poem back. about it's Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. See, you only know that part. I don't, too. I don't really know. <laughs> Uh, ah. well, like there's this part, you know, I'm not going to go to that song, but she literally has one point where she's talking about like deciding whether to get into the front or the back seat of a car. Like mm-hmm. that's a whole, that's a whole section of lyrics is just like, which seat do I get into? Sure. It's so bad. Yeah. Anyways, generally concrete language. Yeah. Is not great. I think you want to go for metaphors and abstraction and I don't think, I mean, but then you've got, well, there are definitely successful musicians throughout the years who have not gone for metaphors, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. And, but that's, that's a thing, right? Like, yeah. Uh, like you too. And, and streets have no name. It's like part of the, uh, part of the wonder of that song is how large and expansive it is lyrically mm-hmm. and yet how intimate and personal it can be too. That's the one where he like, just can't remember the name of all the streets he grew up on. Yeah, well, and he, like, just makes he wants to go to stuff. the place where the streets have no name. Is because that... because he yeah, I didn't even know that song. Mm. I mean, I probably know it, but yeah, no, sorry. Please continue. That's not the point, though. It's not whether I know it or not. It's whether you love it and you think there's a depth to it. Yeah. Well, but there, I don't know. There, is like, it? But is that a metaphor song or not a metaphor song? It, it's a metaphor song, and it's not. It's a it's a metaphor song that that reaches down into the intimate and personal, and yet is so huge and like inconceivable and, and gigantic and vast mm-hmm. that you can you can live in it. Um, yeah, it's it's expansive and yet it's personal. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you were to be famous, what would you be famous for? Uh, beatboxing probably. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty so good at it. Beatboxing. <laughs> so you would be famous for beatboxing, not being the best beatboxer, but yeah. just beatboxing. And- no, no, I, I'd be the best, but I wouldn't love it. <clears throat> okay. And I'd make a lot of money off of it. Wow. Yeah. They'd want me to do an all laying down all the tracks. Yeah. And you'd live life with these terrible mouth sores and that's why you hate it <laughs> is because every time you beatbox, it brings you pain and exhaustion. That's true. And the only thing that actually makes it feel better is by eating moist fruit. Yeah. And so I'm just, Sucking down those those grapes. Well, all those right. wet grapes. Yeah, those wet, wet grapes. Mm. Mm. Just rolling them around on my sores. Oh, yeah. God. Yep. I said I wouldn't be gross anymore on this show, so all right. I'm not going anymore, anymore with that. Uh, you know, lyrics don't mean that much to me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
my eyes narrowed as he said that in a in a uh, questioning whether or not I could prove him wrong. <laughs> That's no. what most of this podcast is, by the way. One of us trying to prove the other one wrong. Is, yeah, is JP saying something and me like, okay, is there ancient wisdom here? Or is there other ways for me to prove that maybe JP's wrong? Maybe JP's wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong about a lot of things, but... Because conflict is what makes this podcast interesting, I think. That's right. But I'm in... You know what I said? No, it's not. You're right. It's not. Oh, darn it. Stop agreeing with me. Okay, I will stop agreeing with you. Sorry, you were starting to talk. Was that? No, it's just... I... I, Not envy is not the right word, but like it's interesting to me when people like really appreciate lyrics because I feel like maybe because of the music I was really into for a long time. Like I tended to metal and I really didn't like the lyrics of a lot of bands. And like a lot of them like conflicted with me on an intellectual level in terms of like the things they would say, or I'd just be like, this is really stupid. Um, and so Creed. (laughs) Yeah. Creed. It was all Creed. Uh, I just like basically ignored lyrics for like seven years and eventually it was just like i really i just don't pay attention to lyrics at all so when Nicki minaj comes on all you hear is no no like <laughs> i i'll remember a lot of lyrics okay but it won't be like man i really love those lyrics huh yeah i just don't i don't put any thought into them really even even like a, a lot of like um there's a lot of rap that i like especially when like the lyrics are like the uh, rhythms of them are very complicated or they rap in a very like fast complicated kind of way like I like that and a lot of times like I'll listen to it a lot of times and I'll remember a lot of it which sometimes against my better judgment uh, just because I hate having some of the lyrics like repeating in my head over and over again but mm-hmm. it's like I don't know I just like the music um, but I don't I never really think about them at all or like explore them huh. at all or analyze them. It's just, they just happen and sometimes they're in my head and sometimes they're not and I know all the words to a lot of Moana songs do you want me to sing some Moana? <laughs> so you know a lot of the words, but like part of the like the words to those songs describe things that are going on in the story. Yeah. So you think about the lyrics because they help to tell the story. Right? Sure. So when I was a kid, and actually sort of still now, um, when you're still a kid now, yeah, uh, <laughs> at heart. Um, when there's music in movies and it's meant to can like to basically bring the plot forward or carry the plot sure. like through the music. Yeah. I don't I don't understand the words <laughs> as it's happening. Yeah. I, like my brain just isn't translating that into into story moving forward. And so like I will miss parts of movies because of that. Like so my mind almost movies. like blanks out when like the songs are being sung. And then it happened to me as a kid too. I'm like when did Simba grow up? Like I'd watch like the montage of him like going through and they're singing and like I wonder if he can't wait to things be are king happening. or not. Like I don't know. I wish he would tell me about it. So I it just for some reason like it would be like okay they're singing a song now, but the song to me I just didn't listen to the lyrics in terms of like that they were telling a story. Yeah, and so I just miss pieces of things. And so these songs so that were like weird big parts movies. of people's childhoods, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know any of it because I'm like, this is the, okay. This is the part of the movie that doesn't make sense. I guess I'll stop paying attention now. But and you for love music and pay attention again. to lyrics and stuff. I do now. Yeah. But, oh, you didn't at the time. Uh, I mean, I uh, we listened to Kenny G, Jewel, and uh, like Hootie and the Blowfish when I was growing up. So there, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, yeah, Kenny yeah. G was probably the most prolific ly- lyricist of yeah, those three. He's a he's a <laughs> wonderful lyricist. 
Uh, that was my Kenny G. Hmm. That was good. Uh, yeah, you have a weird thing. You have a lot of... I mean, hey, you're not weird. You're doing mm-hmm. great. But you got a lot of weird things in the movies, my friend. Well, and I can I can sing along to almost any song. If you ask me, like, then I know. Yeah. But if you ask me to recite, well, the, if you ask me to recite the lyrics, I couldn't. Because when I'm reciting, like, when I'm singing along with a song, I'm singing sounds. I'm not actually singing lyrics. To movies. No, to songs. Because you, I mean, Street Seven, Street Seven No Name, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. You know the lyrics of that song, I know don't what you? they sound like, but I couldn't tell you what the lyrics are. I bet you... I bet. See, okay, we're proving each other wrong here. Yeah. You think I put more into lyrics than that yep. I do, which is probably true to some extent. And I think you, if you were you should, pressed you for it, definitely pick a different song than what uh, the streets have no name. You could pick a Death Cab song because I've listened. I've listened to like the Plans al- album. Yeah, a lot hundred, of times. hundreds, That's hundreds a lot of times. times. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, I remember any of the names of the songs off that album. Yeah. Uh, what about that one where he's like? Moana. <laughs> I don't know that one. No, that's from Moana because I said the name Moana. Um, <clears throat> Death Cab for Cutie plans. Which what songs are on? That so album? it got like Brother in Hotel Bed, Sarah's. Uh, what Sarah said. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to recite one of them? I don't know. I don't. I honestly can't. I, so our bands, like when I was playing in a band, I couldn't uh, remember the lyrics to my songs until you started singing them. I'd I'd sing what the lyrics sounded like. Uh, which led to all sorts of funny like misinterpretations even like bandmates didn't understand lyrics like i'd I'd have a notebook and they'd all be written in the in there and so i'd sing them but like when i'd go without the notebook i would sing the closest approximation to what i could remember that the lyrics were but you you can't you can't hear anybody live singing yeah but you can't hear anybody live singing really so i would just yeah sing what what mostly sounded like the words (laughs) yeah you got like dead serious I'm, well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm willing to concede to your point about you singing live. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to agree that you can't hear what people are singing live. Yeah. You're singing along, and you're just like, man, uh, I think it, he's, he's saying all the sounds right, but none bi- of the biscuit words. Biscuit gravy? Yeah. Biscuit gravy! Yeah. Huh. Funny. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to see your live shows. Yeah. I can't. I'm having a hard time believing you, but... I believe there's, there's parts that I I definitely remember and latch on to, but yeah, um, yeah, sounds. like overall, huh. yeah, look typically like the first like couple lines of the verse, and then just all down. Then you just kind of like all down. I remember the, the chorus usually. Up. Her name, her hand with her arms wide open, hundred pound high, apartheid. Like, whoa, it's got political all of a sudden. I don't remember Creed being so political. Yeah. He just can't remember his lyrics. We come to this space. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cook you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making breakfast. <laughs> I'm eating pancakes. Silver rain. Silver rain. I don't know. That's that's what I hear. I, yeah, I can't. I'm not good. <laughs> I'm I'm a great on the fly lyricist. I'm just sure. gonna say that, but yeah. I'm not gonna actually prove it. Okay. Uh, lyrics, yeah. So they're important to you, but you don't remember any of them. They're not important to me, but I remember a lot of them. Yeah. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> Regular I, I do, couple. Like one of the things I like, I like to go through and read like song lyrics after yeah. listening to a song a bunch. I'm like, oh, what are the lyrics here? Or if I'm trying yeah. to learn how to play the song and thus sing along with it. Sure. You know, having the lyrics is important. 
Well, I mean, apparently it's not for you as long as you got all the sounds down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of lyrics. Sure. And remembering or not remembering them. Mm. You know the song? You probably don't. Green Day. Yeah. Uh, Good Riddance. Well, that is one of them. Uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <clears throat> is it the My Shadow song? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Only thing that's walked beside me or whatever. Is that that song? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a part of that song where apparently, yep. as, according to lyrics and everyone I've ever talked to, there's a part where he says, sometimes I wish someone would walk beside me. So apparently the lyric goes, uh, I think it's, it's, it's basically along the lines of sometimes I wish someone would walk beside me, but I am incapable, incapable. It doesn't it go my shadows. The only one who walks beside me. No, there's there's a part where he like my shadow is the only one who walk, who something something, and then there's like sometimes I wish someone would walk beside me. I'm pretty huh. sure that's like there's an additional lyric. I, even if I'm wrong about that, it's like it wouldn't even similar. It wouldn't even mess up the point of I'm incapable of hearing that part without hearing. Sometimes I wish someone would pillow fight me. No matter, <laughs> no matter what I do, I I literally spent. 10 minutes one time re-listening to that part of the song over and over again looking at the Sometimes lyrics and being like will pillow fight me. me yeah and i was just like i'm gonna hear it. i'm gonna hear it and every time it was like pillow <laughs> fight me like damn it and I, I looked it up recently which is why i thought of it and it was like there's a group of people that were like yeah i can't hear it. i can only hear pillow fight me just like wow. my people yeah i can't hear it any huh. other way Oof. anyways so that's yeah. my story uh, some lyrics are like that. It's like, uh, excuse me while I kiss this guy in, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Like, you ever been to that site, like, song, like, misheard lyrics or whatever? They're printing them on coasters now and selling them at bookstores. Are they? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> 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 I wish someone would pillow fight me. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. Anyways, you got some pumpkins to show them? Some popcorn? Ooh, popcorn. What'd you say? Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Yeah. A, that's a misheard lyric right there. Oh boy, that's my misheard poetry. <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> it's going well. That knock really threw us off our game, our solid rock solid yeah, we game. We were on it, and then that knock came. Oh, that knock, that evil knock. Yeah, mm. knock knock. Who's there? Evil. Evil who? Evil clown. That's really a spider. Oh man, what, coming to the sewer, little kid. Oh. Goosebumps again. <laughs> Goosebumps again. That's you are sounds... highly affected by words. Oh my gosh! But yeah, because, uh, that that movie. I really want to see the new one. I heard it's really, good. Uh, I heard it's really good. There's a lot. There's been a lot of like clown drawings on the internet recently, and I because, think of, that because of that movie. Yeah. I would imagine. I can't. I can't think of a lot oh, of other reasons. Man. Clowns. Clowns have never been so scary and popular. But and they used to be like people used to love clowns. I don't think anybody loved clowns. <laughs> Probably not. It's sort of like a Stockholm Syndrome. They're just everywhere. So people are like, I guess I love you, clowns. You're so happy. Yeah. Well, Bozo was on for a while, right? Oh, yeah, he was popular. Kid show. Oh, that's right. Every Saturday morning? I have no idea. I yeah, I don't it. really remember either. I wasn't allowed to. He's a Satanist. Well, did your parents really not let you watch Bozo? Just kidding. They didn't let me watch Smurfs. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch Smurfs either. Yeah. Smurfs. They were always Smurfing uh, stuff. Well, they didn't like stuff. the ambiguity. My my parents did not like the ambiguity oh, really? of the Smurfs and that you didn't know what Smurfs were smurfing. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, people love making up stuff about Smurfing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smurfy and et cetera. Yeah. My parents didn't like the uh, the evil warlock dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Anything with magic in it was completely banned. Yep. yep. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> and so you listen to metal music and we're into horror movies <laughs> as a, a teenager. Well, there's a basement. There's a TV down in the basement. Huh. A sci-fi channel. I mean, they were all edited versions of the movies, but I love, I don't know, like when I was a kid, I just loved, I mean, probably by the time I was like 12 or 13 or something, but I just loved horror movies and sci-fi movies and I just like fantastical stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I guess horror is like the worst type of fantastical. I don't love horror movies anymore because they just make me sad. I don't. I don't like. I mean, they make me like. They make you depressed, right? Like you can't watch a horror movie and be like, "Oh, what a great time I just had." Yeah. It's like a bunch of people died and were very unhappy and and tortured and whatever. But I don't know. There's just something like surprising about some of them. Like how you could sew people's faces, <laughs> other people's butts. <laughs> well, like recently I watched. That is surprising. Uh, it follows. Did you hear about that one? <laughs> of course, you haven't heard of any horror movies. I watched it like, well, I also watched Green Room. Well, I wanted okay, I to know how that movies. one with the music box uh, ended because oh, the, the demon one that. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that one holds no interest for, it, for me. Yeah, because even, it's just even like thinking a, about this stuff, like we're sitting near the window, I want to move on the other side of the room from the window. <laughs> I mean, terrifying. I don't really me. get scared by the type. Actually, that's a total lie. <clears throat> I've talked about it on the podcast, I think, before, too, how, like, Nicole will, like, be out with people or whatever, and I'm like, ah, I got some time. Maybe I'll just throw on a horror movie. And then she'll, like, call me on her way home, and I'll be like, I've made such a mistake. I'm so scared now. Please come home and hold me. Or, like, she's been away. I'm in, on- the, I'm in the room with the mirrors. <laughs> right. The entire room is watching me, and it all has my face. I There's times where she's away on business trips, and, like, I'll watch, like, uh... Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, It Follows or Green Room or whatever, some horror movie, and I'll go to bed with all the lights on. And, like, pu- I'll put on, like, Moana or, like, Wreck-It Ralph or something and be like, I need to surround myself in happiness and light. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> why do I do this? Yeah, why? Why do you do it? I don't know. I just, I mean, like, I, I usually only watch high-quality ones now, ones that, like, are well-directed and, mm-hmm. like, the plots make some sense yeah. and there's there, the acting's good and stuff. I don't, I don't watch just, like, a bunch of trashy horror movies anymore unless it's for a lark with somebody or something. But uh, but it's almost worse because they're say, so much more effective. Yeah, that's... <laughs> have you ever thought of, like, is it the story that you're into or... Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, li- I kind of, like... I mean, that's part of the reason I used to get really into watching like whole horror series because i just wanted like i wanted someone to explain it to me at some point it was like the, the story like i was like that was crazy like what the heck and then the next movie's like and now we explain this part of his backstory and i'm like okay well like, i guess i want to know yeah like why why is he like this like where did he come from and then yeah. they just but they never fully explain it and they always like they kind of don't jive together even half the time but like they just keep getting me to watch more of them because i'm like mm. i want to know the story a lot of times i mean literally i watch series of horror movies to know the story i don't do that anymore but i used to like huh. the friday 13th and, and nightmare on elm street and stuff because every piece of it was always just like here's more about his story here's a little bit more yeah and it would always draw me in hmm. um yeah i don't know i don't know what draws me into him hmm. i guess i like dark stuff too i don't know do you ever read like real horror stories no no i hate horror fiction i i, I don't like reading horror stuff it's just too disturbing oh. i i tried reading some of it like a long time ago yeah um see my wife reads all that stuff her stories she cannot watch it like she reads like dark murder mystery okay yeah i mean those are i'm sure those are yeah dark too but like they're they're like horror yeah gone girl yeah yeah that was a tough movie she she, she reads like those uh, books like that that's that's tough and i wouldn't want to read those either but like 
horror stories, there's just a certain level of darkness of like mm. interpreting with your just your mind what's going on. Like when it's on screen, it's just like, okay, like there it is. Yeah. But when it's in your mind, it like, I don't know, it just like almost infiltrates you in a way that just is very distressing to me. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want to even, I wouldn't want to read a book about Gone Girl. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't keep reading it. No, we, we watched that movie and it, uh, we sat in silence for about an hour yeah. after it was over because <laughs> yeah. it was just freaked both of us out. And then we decided to go and watch another movie to get that one like, yes. out of our heads. Yeah, exactly. So like, we need to cleanse our palates. Right. Let, let's go to, let's go see another movie at a different theater on the other side of the town. And it needs to, and I mean, for me, it always needs to be like happy in some yeah. way. I can't, so or like a comedy. The judge. With Robert Downey Jr. and uh, what's his name? I forget the old guy. Nah. His dad his basically Robert Downey Jr. is a successful lawyer in a big city, uh, and his wife is cheating on him. I guess. Aww, and then sorry, he, His dad gets, or his I think his mom died, and his dad gets sick, and so he goes back to his hometown where his dad's a judge. Um, but his dad had hit somebody with a car. Um, we're just like we're crushing movies this week yeah <laughs> we gotta make up for lost time <laughs> all those recent episodes we did and then the chair movie. turns and robert Downey jr's in it oh no you never saw that movie how wait that must have been recent right came out when gone girl was out which is what like four or five years ago uh, maybe three three or four i don't remember that at all yeah, the, i mean i guess the only movies i really have seen robert Downey jr in the last 12 years the are, Iron are the the marvel movies yeah. yeah yeah he was in the judge it was good oh sounds yeah fine yeah <laughs> yeah i liked it sounds great actually i'd rather watch that than well i mean gone girl's really good though but what a bummer <sighs> and she's not good no, person not turns out all. or is she sorry don't mm. spoil it i guess ah, it's been that long enough you're fine Mm. It's gonna be a lot of editing for these show notes. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a lot of editing for this podcast. <laughs> <I'd assume>. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I just I don't know. I really I keep I keep saying to myself, you know what? I'm not gonna watch horror movies anymore. And then somebody talks about one, and I'm mm. like, that sounds pretty good. You know, Stuart Wellington. Maybe you don't, but from the Flop House, they do like yeah. review movies and stuff. He's a big horror movie guy, and he'll be like, oh man, this one was so good. And I'm just like. Chewing food. I'm just like, oh man, I guess I'll see it. Like, I saw that one. Um, crap, I don't even remember what it was called anymore. The f- following or something like that. And it was like this, like Hellraiser meets like Cull meets all this crazy stuff. And it was really good. And I was really sad that I watched it, <laughs> but it was really good. Uh, and I, I got really into that too. I was like, I was like reading articles about like, what's the backstory on that? Like, what's their mindset with that movie? I, but I gotta stop. I'm not gonna. Did they believe that they could be better, or did they believe it could only be as good as it got? What's their mindset? Is it a growth mindset or is it a fixed mindset? (laughs) I think some of the people in that movie had a fixed mindset Mm. when they were uh, tapping into the dimension of terror and causing people to come back from the dead. Yeah, I think I think actually that's kind of a growth mindset, isn't it? You need fixed mindset people in movies, I think, though. You're oh my gosh, there are like. TV actually more so than anything, especially like episodic kind of TV where it's like, I need to save my city. Like Mm. I, like they just like, they, that is, that is like one of the most annoying tropes to me about TV shows. It's just been (laughs) sticking out to me lately where people are just like, 
I need to save, you know, Hell's Kitchen. I need to save New York. I need to save whatever like Metropolis. Watching a lot of these Marvel. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say Midnight Texas. Netflix properties. Yeah. It's just like, how can I? I've never been so in love with the city that, like, it became my sole focus over everything else. New York. Well, it's because it's New York. That's true. It's the world's best city. World's best city. Yeah. Time Magazine, City of the Year. Yeah. (laughs) New York and Rob Bell. New York on the cover. (laughs) Anyways, it's not that interesting. So, anyways. No, no, no. You're saying. movies. Sorry, it's bugging you? Yeah, it's just like. Can you not? I mean, like, you can make a show where they don't have to mention the city's name like every fifteen minutes, right? Like, I get it. You love Hell's Kitchen. I get it. You love New York. I get it. You love mm. Harlem. Like, you could. I mean, if you did more for a larger area, wouldn't that be? Would that maybe help the mm. smaller areas? I don't know. Probably. Also, like Nicole made this point the other day where she was like, "And now the Marvel universe." Like, we watched the Defenders recently, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Now, like." Iron Man and like mm-hmm. Thor and all those people, like they're all part of this universe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And they came in and actually destroyed New York quite a bit. Well, they did. <laughs> That's true. They they have no love for New York. In the movies, they never talk about cities and stuff. They're always saying in a planet of the universe. Uh, which no, is they, like they talk about New York. That was New York that they came n- in and yes, crashed. that they just destroyed. But they're not yeah. like, oh, New York is my city. Like, oh, yeah. don't do that to my city. They're just like, whatever. I'm wherever. Uh, but she's like, what? How is it that like? the defenders are doing this thing where's everybody else mm. like there's so many superheroes in the marvel universe and at any given time the entire world is being saved by one group of them but there's like a thousand mm. where all everybody else is asleep for like six months while this one plot line happens yeah uh, i gotta say that yeah iron that. man could have come in and just abolished the hand in uh about in like 30, two 30 seconds, seconds. Yeah. yes right and where's spider-man and all this right he'd be able to sense like their non-heartbeats and all that stuff and yeah. You know, I guess the Hulk is what he's in like some other planet right now. Yeah, or Thor. Yeah, I cannot wait for. I'm Ragnarok. I'm looking forward to that movie because I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy has positively positively influenced the rest of the Marvel universe because yeah. Ragnarok definitely has this very like retro Guardians well, of the Galaxy in that kind of feel universe. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah, they're 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 mixing together. But like before this point, all, the movies tended to be more serious and a little mm. darker. Even though they had they always had a humorous angle, but like Guardians of the Galaxy was the first full on like comedic marvel property i think yeah and so ragnarok definitely feels very influenced by that so i'm kind of pumped for that i hope it's good oh it's it's gonna be it's good. gonna let's it, go see right now i think that'll be enjoyable even if it's not good that's true i just want to see it happen so that hurts a horror movie though um, at the end of the movie thor fights the giant spider from it oh no clown face <laughs> what's that he has clown clown face he's got clown face no bad case of clown face terrible well, it is so hard to say goodbye. It's hard to say goodbye. 